Yes, you are in. You either have been lost or you know someone that is in a funk, spinning wheels, flat out stuck. I've seen part of Gen Z paralyzed and I've seen part of Gen Z absolutely thriving. Why? Brothers and sisters meet Z, my brother from another mother. Now I'm burying, looking head for sale. I didn't hear a thing. All right. Test one, two, three. Yeah, we're on. Brother Z. What's up? In the hizzy. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. We had a lull in the action. Brother Z is one of my... Uh, one of my favorites from Spirit Filled, and he helps me on the overflowshowers.org. And now we have a new generator and the wrong cord, so we got a break <laughs> in the action. We'll see if anyone else comes up for a sandwich. But, brother, thanks, man. Thanks for putting up with my weirdness. And my pleasure. I just love to shine light on people that love the Lord Amen. and share their stories. So it's on the fly, no script, right? You're, <laughs> no just, script. you're like, I'm. I'm going to ask you a few questions. You just answer them how you want to. So, um, all right, brother. All I know or what I recall was you, you were in a tough spot Mm -hmm. in your teens. Yes. Okay. Whatever. That's where I want to pick up. Where were you? And what I, well, all I know is I I just know you from this church. I know the giving, loving, serving Z who happens to live with pastor Jose and Linda. Yeah. So, (laughs) Let's let's just start. Where were you? Let's the listener needs to understand. Well, first of all, yeah. Why don't, why don't you just your name, your age, where you come from? You grew up here, right? Yes, sir. Born and raised. Okay, born and raised for for those who don't know, Coachella Valley area, yeah. Southern mm-hmm. California, out in the desert, about two hours from LA. Um, in, here in Indio. Uh, so my parents were divorced when I was a baby, so I was in Coachella and Indio, wherever my mom stayed. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, all right. Let's, if you like, I can take it from the beginning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's do this. If we got time, we'll add that in. Let's just go, let's just go to the darkest part first. All right. Very fast. Where were you? What was going on? And what? Uh, clearly, I was lost. Um, I grew oh. up in church. I was probably 13 or 14. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, take two exactly. All right, back with Z. We're we're running a uh, shower unit, right? Yes, sir. For for the homeless here, yes. overflowshowers.org at Spiritfield Church. At Spiritfield Church in here Indio. And um yeah, got got <laughs> we, we we got called to serve yeah. and um so the cord that wasn't working right and no hot water, but then we ended up getting the hot water figured out. So anyway, <laughs> we're back. Where we left off was just where you were, right? You said you were lost. Yes. To find lost. Lost as in um broken, um, unworthy, you know, just rejected and dealing with a lot of anger that I held up since since I was younger, you know. Wow. Starting my uh, teenage how old, years. How old how yeah, how old when when did things start spinning or um, I don't mean to uh, put words in your mouth, you tell me, but so when I first started the, the, you know, feeling the anger and the rage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, at a very early age. I oh, wouldn't. Really? I wouldn't. Did you come from a broken home? Uh, I'll say a dysfunctional home because that pretty much covers everything, whether it was broken, you know, yeah. a lot of verbal and possibly physical abuse and, you know, just very, very uh, chaotic. So. 
Okay. Thank you. It's also, it's important for the listener to kind of understand where you came from as well, right? Yeah. So, all right. Dysfunctional home, angry teen, um, common story though, really. Yeah. You're not alone. That's for sure. Definitely. We all, even, even the kids, uh, growing up in the bougie neighborhoods have their yeah. rebel time and their party time yeah. and screw you mom and dad and I'm going to yeah. do what I'm going to do. And I hate you. Right. <laughs> so, all right. I, you push back if you don't want to get in details. You don't have to get in details. But what, where, where did it start though? Did you started partying, drinking, like what? So I wasn't really a partier, really, nor okay. a drinker. But I was a pothead at a certain uh, point of life. The old weed. Yes. It's not always the miracle drug, is it? No. That's make it out to be. Uh, honestly, it just. But that was your choice. Yes, that was my choice. You're not alone near there either. Yeah. I mean, this is where we're in California right now while we're interviewing this is legal. Um, sometimes people think, I don't know, dude, you correct me, but I think for some reason it seems like it's better than alcohol, but I don't know, man. I meaning I, I see other, I see people where, um, it can just be as bad. Yeah. Like, so I, I see people totally hooked on weed, like, uh-huh. like, like debilitating, like, yeah, they, they can't go without it. But anyway, you talk. You correct me. Is that were you that deep into it? Was it every day? Uh, yeah, almost. Uh, oh yeah, I'll go to school high. I'll smoke at school. I'll even smoke at church. Oh, behind, oh really? Behind the church. Wait, did yeah. You go, did you grow up going to church here? Uh, not here at Spiritfield. It was at a different church. All right, all right. I honestly don't. I don't want to say the name. That's okay. But it's okay. Yeah, bro. I was at a mega church here in the valley. Really? You know, not. I mean, I had great mentors that always, you know, kept up with me. But at the end of the day, it was my decision. Yeah. What I wanted to do with with my life you know all right but um yeah i was never really a drinker because my dad was an alcoholic and a uh, drug addict right but he was uh you know even though they say well you can always control your liquor but i i i, I am his dna so you know what they, when they say generational curses you know that's right that's uh exactly what he has says. i have and whether you know it or not so you had the addiction gene yeah and, you know, just anger and just, you know. Oh, the anger, too. And just, you know, right. I, I think about it now, and it's, it's really crazy because I was in kinder. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was I was very, I was a crazy kid. I should have been 5150. Wow. Every day waking up for school, grabbing an knife and being historical. Hi, sister. All right, we'll pause on that. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right, we had two more people going in the shower, so that's what was going on. All right, brother. That's well, this will be the condensed version. We can always do part two, part three, part four. Yeah. So were you on the streets or how how, so how was, did you end up in with Pastor's <laughs> smash cut? Okay, but, so fast forward at 18, I was not getting along with my mom yeah. or my stepdad because uh, they uh, obviously they were just married and, you know, the whole blending family. And oh, yeah, you had to deal with that. And, and you're 18 was, too. Yeah. So you're angry, 18. But at that mindset, I was, still, I was still in that, you know, crazy street mode. So. Uh, skater. Uh, no, not no more at that time. I you was gay, pop- but I wasn't, that wasn't my main focus. Uh, main focus is weed. Uh, I think at that time I was like cooling down off of that, off okay. of smoking. I just had, I was just, felt like I already tried everything. Not everything, but I tried what the world offered. But I didn't want to go too extreme. Yeah, like I didn't want to do no coke, pop pills, and um, you said I the want common to do... sense for that. Yeah, no, I thank God for that. I, yeah. 
Because we see it now, right? Yeah. This is, by the way, let's let's say this this actually uh, change gears just a little bit. Yeah, we're serving the homeless here. Yes, but we see it, right? Oh yeah, and it's. Would you say I, to me it seems like it's mainly oxy oxycodone uh, or yeah. fentanyl? Fentanyl, right? Yeah. So opiate based. Oh, yeah, pretty much. That's what we're seeing in the streets. Just the listener knows. People say, why don't they just get a job? No, it's much deeper than that. Yeah. Most of it's addiction and most of it's opiates yeah. or something along those lines. But anyway, brother, sorry. No, you get Back to you. So were you on the streets or you were just, or did you, were you, how did you end up here, man? So 18, Spirit I left. Filled. Yes. 18, I left. Uh, got an apartment with a couple of buddies of mine in Palm Desert. And then after 18, I uh, ended up, after that lease was over, I ended up moving back to my grandma's. And growing up, I was going from house to house pretty much, you know. Oh, wow. My Bounce friends' around. parents will take me in for like a couple of weeks, and they love me. To this day, they still hook me up and ask me if I still need a place to stay. And wow. I'm super grateful for them, and I love them. But, um, yeah, I, I never wanted to be home. I, I never, I was never really close to my siblings. So my dad, my dad, we had a pretty decent relationship, not the best father and son relationship. But my mom, we always butted heads. She you know, I, to this day, I still ask her for forgiveness, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I put her through a lot of hell and, you know, everything that I'll be is she, angry Is she a forgiving mother? She is. Okay. There's times where, I'm going to be honest, sometimes we can be stubborn. And yeah, I wouldn't say prideful, but I'm sure it, it still falls into pride. It's a funny family dynamic, though, yeah. bud. Trust me, we, we there's button heads in every family. Yeah. It happens. This is why we need forgiveness. Yeah. This is why we're told we need to forgive in order to be forgiven. He forgave us first. That's right. We it's have like to he... forgive in order to be forgiven. That's actually a haunting verse when <laughs> I think about it. Because anyone's holding a grudge, I'm like, look out. Yeah. All right, brother. And forgive me. I, I don't mean to accelerate this no, too you much. Do. You tell what you want to tell. But all I know is you're down and out. Did you go to church here first? So I've been, you... we, okay, in 2014, I think I was in, I think I was a freshman. We came, uh, my mom, well, Pastor Linda invited my mom and uh, us okay. to a, a youth camp. All right. Up in, I think, either in Pinecrest or Big Bear, one of those. All right. So I was still, so you know, I was accepting. That was the like, initial draw. Yeah. Okay, youth camp. Yeah, so it was me, myself, my sister, my mom, and my bro- my brother-in-law, and uh, two of her friends, two of their friends from high school. We went, and then felt, I felt the presence of God. And uh, it's already done. All right, sorry. Take four. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you were a youth camp. Is yeah. how you got introduced to Spirit Filled initially. Yes. All right. Yes, because I met Pastor Linda when I was a lot younger, but obviously after right. they say they knew me, but I didn't know them. <laughs> did you get hit? Was that the surrender moment for you? Was it so, there or what? It was. When did things shift for you? I I want to say it started there because I never felt the presence of God like that. I never even. In, counter and God like that but you know I you know sometimes when you're not fully when you're not fully receptive or you're not fully yeah. like aware of what's even going on within that moment and you just have those questions but you know that I, I want to say is like when you have an encounter or you feel the presence of God don't be afraid to ask questions of what you felt and what was that because after camp I came home and I didn't ask nothing I you know I had questions about that weekend I'd even ask so I if you're listening to this, I encourage you to ask questions. Right on. You know? That's good. And, um, yeah, so I came back, and I uh, started doing the same thing again, you know? Just doing what I... Oh, okay. Went back. Yeah, but I still... I, don't, I wasn't smoking. 
So I was uh, just doing my own, my, my same routine, you know, just go home, you know, either draw, paint it a little bit, or skate. You know, I try to stay away from, like, my neighborhood friends that I grew up with, you know, running around the calles and the streets and, you know, just doing knucklehead stuff. But um, but when I went to school, you know, I, I, I just felt like there was, like, different identities with that I had, you know kind of like being a two-faced in a way, but, you know, still the same person. But, you know, if I'm around a certain, certain group, you know, it's like, all right, I'm wearing this hat today, you know? And That's then, common, man. Yeah. People do that, right? They, they, we talked about before the Sunday box checkers, right? They go to yeah. church on Sunday and yeah. they go back to wearing the other hat, whatever's yeah. going on for the other six days, et cetera. So uh, how do you, okay, I'm sorry, I asked, this might be the fourth time I've asked, but how did you end up, with Jose, though, where where was that turning point? Or you just need a place to live? You're you're with Grandma. It, it's a crazy. It's a crazy. Uh, it's funny and also like it's just weird at the same time. Okay. So you need a place clearly. Yes. So let me t- let me start in the beginning of that area. All so right. I was I was ending this relationship, and I was so heartbroken, you know. All right. So, um, so I hit up Pastor loss. Matt. Yeah, I hit up Pastor Matt. Like, hey. You have a Bible? This is probably like at twelve and twelve at midnight. <laughs> He's oh, like, you have wow. a Bible, and he came. He came. Him and uh, that Adriana. night. Yeah, that same night. He That's came. a serious response, team man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you asked for a Bible at midnight, and they yeah. came over. Oh wow! So he came and gave me a Bible as a spiritual warfare. I was like, what the heck? I just need a holy Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. All right. Uh, Matthew's coming up, by the way. I want to interview him about the spiritual warfare front, the stuff he's been doing <laughs> down in Mexico. But that's another story for another day. So he, <laughs> this guy's serious. So he hit you with that stuff. Yeah. Right on. So yeah, okay. I've been connect. Oh, since then, I just you know stayed connected with Pastor Matt. And this is when they were youth leaders. They weren't even pastors yet. But all he, right, uh, he, he kept in contact. You know, he stayed. Uh, he stayed. Uh, he kept me plugged in, and you know, I started coming to church, and you know. Uh, one night he was preaching about, you know, uh, wearing a mask, how you could hide everything behind a mask, what people see wow. instead of really showing or speaking what, you know, what you're going through. So after that service, I was like, all right, I feel like I'm free, but I feel like I'm still missing something, you know? Uh-huh. And one thing I learned is like, you can be free, but if you don't, if you, if you don't uh, receive God in, in your life, you know, and pray over your heart and your mind, you know, as the Bible says, renew your, your mind daily. Right. And, um, what I was trying to say is like, you could be free, but after that, like, who who are you still surrendering to? You know, it's like, and and that that always that always like, that always like, hits me in a way where it's like, okay, I could be you could be free, but do you invite God in your life, so or good. do you just leave that door open? You know, it's like after you invite God, you close that door and keep him in. You know, you want to serve him, you want to host him. <laughs> dude, dude, how old are you again? I'm 26. 26, man. Listener, listen to that wisdom. Right. It, that's just amazing, dude, that you can get that at 26, man. Yeah. I just praise God. And I know there's some others, too, that are in there. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> All right, doing the Lord's work. Yes, sir. Take four. <laughs> Five? <laughs> we were, yeah, like I said, we're at, uh, we're serving showers. You can hear the traffic go by. Yeah. Helping... The homeless and <laughs> um, okay, brother. Let's, let's just recap. So, sorry, listener. You're you. 
you don't need to be caught up. We need to be caught up. So <laughs> we just talked about you're lost. And you went to the camp. Then but you went back to your ways. And then you heard a message about a mask, a mat. And then middle of the, midnight, you asked for a Bible. And uh, they came yes. late at night and some spiritual warfare stuff. And then it was a spiritual warfare Bible. Oh, it was a spiritual warfare. It was warfare. like a warfare Bible. Bible. Study Bible. I don't, even, I don't even wear that one. Do you remember the name of it? Or is it just. It a, just said a, a spiritual warfare. I think it was a King James or a New King James. Okay. But he still has it to this so day. So you brought it. <laughs> All right. So obviously that took hold. Yeah. I'm just sharing with the listener of like what works. And there's going to be a. See, if you, if you don't mind, there's going to be a part two of this. So yeah. We're wrapping up our day here. But I, maybe that, that whole story about how you end up at pastor jose's house is is that a longer story no no that's that's coming right up oh, okay go for it so after after that service uh pastor matt uh, he had hit me up i was still living at my grandma's uh he said hey uh my parents are going out of town for a ministry thing i think it was a retreat so he uh invited me to a sleepover <laughs> with all the other youth there uh, i was like uh okay <laughs> <laughs> so i went and uh, i was uh, everybody was had like their own spots in the house, and I was just in the living room by myself. Oh. And I had I had no like I I didn't even bother to ask. I was like, yeah, can I stay here? <laughs> you know, because at that time I was just like, and I'll. How old were you at the time? By the way, I was either twenty or twenty-one. Okay, all right, so about six years ago. Yeah. All right, so this pastor, this family is bending over backwards for you. Spiritual warfare, Bibles at night, <laughs> at night, open up the house, sleep over, and you don't stand. So that weekend, that Sunday, they had came back, and then I ended up staying until Monday night, until Monday, because that's when we started having prayer every Monday, so I stayed uh, over. And I wasn't working at the time. That was actually after my knee injury from my skateboarding. Okay. My skateboarding. You know, both have skateboarding injuries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I wasn't working, and then um, yeah, I had, I went, after prayer, I went back to the house to go pick up my stuff. And then on the way home, I asked man, I was like, hey, because uh, before they would, they would take a bunch of like people, kids, you know, they'll take them in, you know, whether they were from house, from a home of, of abusive or, you know, where they're homeless or whatever, they'll take them in. And, and I just felt in my heart, and I just asked Matt randomly, hey, is that? You think your parents would let me stay here? Wow. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. Which is so, amazing. Well, I mean, I, I would ask any pastor who opens up the door like that. Yeah. It has my attention. Let's yeah. put it that way. That's pretty amazing. So when I asked pastors at the dining table, it was just those three. And I was wondering, I asked them, I was like, I wanted to ask if I could live here. Mm. And then they looked at each other and they're like, yeah. Wow. I was like, Okay. <laughs> Is this something you've been searching for too? Just a more of a steady presence. And yeah, yeah, no. I mean, centered home. Obviously, you don't know exactly what goes on in when into a pastor's life. Yeah. You know, so at that time it looked good. You know, honestly, it just felt like a home that I wanted to be in. Wow. And then you know, obviously, you know, you know, they have their own lives, and you get to see what you get to experience what 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 a life is being a pastor. Yeah. Whether it's at home or ministry, you know, just. Boy, you're seeing it firsthand now. Yeah, and I'm super grateful. I learned a lot, you know, just within these. And you're five a little servant here. Listen, I, I've been serving here now, what, a year or two, and I just, you're always here. <laughs> you're one of them. You're yeah. one of the mainstays. So there's some, there's some harvest coming back, too, for those that are wondering yeah. whether they should open up the door for someone or bring them in. And yeah. I just praise God, praise God. 
for them and praise God for you for asking and searching and ask for that Bible in the middle of the night. <laughs> I, we're going to put a bow on this one for now. Yeah. But I, listen, this is this whole the theme of this whole podcast is getting real and pursuing truth. You so, got real. And then you shared truth of what worked and what turned around in your life. And we're just scratching the surface, by the way, listener. I know you get that too, but yeah. how about this then? But what would you say to that frustrated team today? That's kind of a loaded question. Maybe you want to noodle that for the for another episode. What would you say to that frustrated team today? Like, if, if you could go back in time or even to yourself. Hmm. Yeah, well, you, from the transition from the church I was at to now, obviously, like what you were saying, I had to be real myself. And, you know, I my mom wanted me to come here with her. She wanted me to do the transition with her to get blessed off from the mega church to the smaller church. And she told me to pray on it, and I was like, eh. But obviously, I was on my lowest point, so I didn't really care until I just felt it in my heart. Like, I kept thinking about it, and my heart would just, like, start beating, boom, boom, boom. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to pray. <laughs> I'm just going right. to pray. You just start praying. So I asked God, I was like, God, if I stay here, I'm going to die. Wow. If I don't go, you know, what am I, what am I going to lose, you know? If I don't try this, I know what I, I know what's going to happen if I stay here. Because, you know, like I said, I was under great leadership over there. They, they, they loved me as a brother. They, they, they encouraged me. You know, they, they did what a mentor should be doing. You know, they stayed in touch with me. They checked up on me. Mm. But it was just something, obviously, that I wasn't doing my part in and not, not really, like, how, do, how can I explain it? It wasn't really, like... It just wasn't enough, I guess, for me. Opposed what, so what don't I'm give saying. up. Pray. Yes. Be real. Well, how about this? Let's just be real. We know not every church is perfect, but also we're in different, we're in masks at yes. certain churches. Exactly. So it's not necessarily the church's fault always, but sometimes right. it can be. Right. But you found a different church. Yes. You found a different family that could take you to that next level. I'll tell you this. I learned a lot here than what I did in there. And now I'm talking about like, you think you're also just more ready? Spirit. Were you more ready for that? I was definitely immature just... too. Yeah, yeah. But Honestly, also better instruction. Yes. Okay. Like, they didn't they didn't explain what Holy Spirit was. They didn't explain. Oh, really? Like, it was more of just building. Uh, you know, it wasn't really. Well. Like I said, I learned a lot more here. Well, I see this true tree producing amazing fruit. Amen. And as, again, I'm just sharing to the listener, like, what's working and giving people hope too. Like, where they think California, for example, is hopeless. It's not a lot of God-loving, Jesus-loving people. Right. And they're not whitey-whiteys either right. in, in mega churches. but this is where I'm seeing it. God's opening my eyes. I'm like, praise God. And I, I will say this, though, for anyone listening to of your church, like, man, if you're not into the gospel, you're not sharing the simple truth mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ like we do in these revive bracelets, yes, right? The simple, simple, that is five colors on this thing, man. Yeah. It, I, it takes me a minute to run through how you get to heaven. But some churches miss that because you're right. They're too focused on the building. Yeah. I mean, the, the actual physical building and being mega yeah. versus yeah, loving and, and sharing yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And that becomes a problem. So noodle on that list. Any final thoughts for this episode, though, bud? Anything else you want uh, to share on? If you're pretty much, you know, just keep pushing, you know, whether you're, whether you, you find a church or not, you know, just continue to seek God. He's obviously, obviously the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and continue to pray, continue to push, continue to, to stay yielding and to stay humble and, you know, just live out the fruits of what the Lord gave us. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Z. I love 
transformation stories. I love those testimonies, brother. You've got what a wonderful thing to share it already at age 26. Man. You're going to encourage <laughs> someone with this. Amen. So thank you, Matthew 5, 16, man. Shine that light. You're shining that light. Brother. Amen. Thank you. All right. Thank you, listener. Right on. Oh, man. Thank you, Brother Z, so much. Thank you, listener, for hanging in. I love you. appreciate you. We are in the hope encouragement business. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Spirit-filled. Spirit-filled Church, Indio, California. Thank you. Thank you for being a good tree, producing good fruit. Thank you for hosting overflowshowers.org. Loving on many and sharing more hope in Matt 2540. Special shout out to Pastor Jose and Linda. Open up your home for someone like Zenny. It's beautiful. Shout out to Brother Mike C., Remy, all of you over there. Just thank you for the work that you do. And listen, listener, I don't, that isn't my full time church. It's just one of our partner churches. Just shows you, hey, get to know the other churches in your area. Start working together in harmony. That's biblical. That's Jesus' words. We're supposed to be working together. And there's a key example of that. And how beautiful, Brother Z, uh, just bringing it and shining some light. That Matt five sixteen. So now back to you. Will you share what works? It takes guts. Listen, sometimes we're like, ah, I don't want to share this, but we'll we'll share YouTube or TikTok or whatever, right? That is a message of hope. And if it's not you, then you know someone that needs some more hope. If you're on the receiving end of this, I just, please let me let you know, it's not picking on you. We all can get down. All of us, I've seen the best of the best get down in those valleys and get in that muck. Just read David in the Psalms. Holy roller coaster. You are not alone. You are simply loved. And Big Pharma or the cartels just wants to give you a pill or someone wants to sell you something. Temporary hits and temporary relief. And I'll be careful there. Sometimes we do need medicine. We do. So let's be real about that. But some of us are going for the temporary hits. And you heard Z's story. And what did Z do? He went to the ultimate source, right? That's what Z did. And that's what Gerald did. And and that's what Brother James did. And that's what Kenny did. And if you're new to this, just back up a few episodes. It's there. You're seeing a theme here, real case studies, real results, share what works, build up and encourage others. First Thessalonians 5.11. Oh, and if you do have the guts to share your testimony, let us know at frydudes.com. All right. Thanks again. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and then love others. That it's that simple. Everything else you're trying to do correctly hangs on those two. And I'll place another bet for you, you that are down and out. Love God, love others. Your heart will overflow. All right. I love you. Have a great day.